Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 40 of Shades of Brown. And this week we're doing the two X's. Uh, we're going to do the iPhone Double X. X. Double do, X. Double X. Dos No, Sadek. I'll log yeah, off now. <laughs> yeah, please log off. Uh, we're going to start off with the iPhone X uh, that came out, or rather it was available uh, for order and it, it, reviewers have it. And no, it's out now? No, you can is, get it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably people are still waiting for their orders to ship and whatnot, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, they have them on display at, like, Apple stores, right? Like, yeah, that's... Like, phones yeah. released, but it's back-ordered. It's back-ordered. Uh, it's probably going to be back-ordered until, like, next year or something. Uh, no, it's back-ordered until December. If you okay. buy one right now in the Apple store, it's four to six weeks shipping time. Oh, okay. Uh, that might be... That might vary on your region, but, uh, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, so, reviews. Uh, the Verge, Ars Technica, BuzzFeed, TechCrunch, Mashable... We have a bunch of reviews here, but basically all of them uh, basically say the screen is really good. Uh, the notch is there, but it's not really noticeable after for a bit. Uh, the uh, apps that are backwards compatible, or rather apps that are not yet compatible for the notch look like a bit weird because they have these like top bottom bezels uh, due to backwards compatibility. Uh, that's That's basically all the reviews. Uh, Christian, what do you have to say about like all these all this stuff? Uh, so I was at an Apple store yesterday picking up my laptop because uh, LOL MacBooks, LOL Apple hardware not breaking. But uh, I got I played around with it while I was waiting for um, the person to bring out my my laptop to me so I could pick it up. And it's good hardware, right? Like it it feels like an iPhone eight, right? The glass feels the same. It's a maybe I think it's a little bit stronger, right? But it has that same it's the same similar kind of feeling in the hand. Um the stainless steel does feel nicer on the band than the aluminum. It gives you the feeling of an iPhone 4, right? Because I think an iPhone 4 also had the stainless steel band around the sides for the antennas and the such. Um so it feels nice in the hand. It is manageable. It feels more like a, a Galaxy S8, right? Because it's all screen. The notch isn't a big deal. Anyone who's ever used WebOS, these gestures are going to feel fine, right? Well, the boss, the bottom ones. So there's a home bar at the bottom. You swipe up to go home. Um, you can just flick it up and it'll take you to the home screen. You don't really have to like drag it all the way up. You can just do a flick. You can swipe left and right on the bar itself and you'll switch apps. Or if you just swipe up to the middle and hold it for about a half second, it'll pop up the multitasking switcher, which is fine. It makes sense, right? Like It keeps it in the metaphor of the bottom part of an iOS device being for home controls. Uh, the side button being for Siri is makes sense. Like they reshuffled some things, but it's still an iPhone. The thing that bothers me though is that control center notification center being two separate gestures doesn't make sense. Yeah, if that, you remember yeah. if you remember Android four point two four point four Jelly Bean on the Nexus Seven. Remember. Yeah. It's the same tiny control. Yeah, you yeah, swipe yeah. down from the left, it'd give you notifications. You swipe yeah, down that, from the right, it would give you uh, quick controls, and it did not make sense. Google no, ended that, up removing that. Yeah, that was really awkward, and it's still very awkward here. Uh, I saw the, the Verge did a really good video on the review. Uh, I recommend you watch it if you don't want to read all the reviews. Uh, it's a good sort of roundup of uh, all the stuff that's happening. Uh, but yeah, the Nunaya was telling how that it also looks different and feels different because Apple's apparently like has like a philosophical design thing going on over there. Like they want the control center to look different from the notification center, which makes sense like logically because those are extremely separate things, but it still feels awkward to do. 
uh, I mean, from a design perspective, it feels weird to me, right? Yeah. Because the idea is, right, that the controls, the notification center is the lock screen, right? So that slides over the content. And then, like, the control center just kind of just, like, blurs in. Yeah, it blurs in. And there's, like, no sense of where it's coming from, but, like, from the yeah. top of the screen. Yeah. It's it's a weird effect. Um, I think they're going to, you know what, I just... God, Apple, God, everyone, everyone who has upgraded to iOS 11, like all my non-nerd friends, right? They're like, yeah. what is this new notification center? Yeah, it's And bad. I, and even bad. we're like, what is this new? Apple, just copy Android. Just, just do it. Just, yeah. I don't, stop <laughs> trying to like, think you, you don't know, you can't get notifications right. It's been 10 years. Just it's stop been, doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's been 10 years and you're not, you're just making these weird changes and that, that make no sense. Just confuse you users. Uh, every time uh just 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 don't worry about it just bite your ego and just get, get copy some android features it'll be fine uh even copy windows 10 mobile like that, yeah. that that's good enough yeah the action center in windows 10 is pretty good copy that maybe yeah like, like- it's so bad. Notifications are so bad. The fact that notifications don't group are so bad right yeah so like think about it you get a bunch of oh my god it's just i notifications already solved problem right this is why we get so upset about it yeah it's not like it's not like this is some unseen territory where maybe yeah. like ar vr where it's like okay they can experiment because we don't know the right way to do it like, no 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 google has done it the right way yeah. android oreo does it the correct way that yeah. is the way to do notifications yeah. stop trying to reinvent the wheel apple like yeah. give me grouping give me snoozing give me dismissing give me control like just uh Yes. Just change um, the design of it. Take away the 3D touch stuff. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep. I mean, 3D. Okay. The problem with 3D touch has always been that it's not discoverable. Like the problem is, uh, there's nothing that will that shouts at you to use it. Like the iOS itself doesn't tell you to use it. Um, like I most of the time on my iPhone 7 Plus, I forget that it even exists because, like. It's there's no way to make itself apparent, like it's not visibly apparent, right? Uh, so it's yeah. like most of the time I even forget those interactions exist, and it's uh, just not a thing. So if you if you didn't, if you used to use an iOS device without 3D touch, then you move to a device with 3D touch, you probably most of the time won't even use it because you just do it the way you've always done it using t- touch uh, normally as you do in iOS. And not the problem to notifications, right, is that. If you don't 3D touch the right way, it'll open the app and bring you to the touch ID prompt, right? Yeah. So if I if I don't like if I don't do the right magical gesture to open up that that screen so I can clear the notification, I'm thrown into the app. And it's so bad. It's just I mean, I iOS problems aside, um so there is face ID, which is what which is one of the biggest changes great. with this device. Works great. Face ID Work. I mean, so granted, I was in an Apple store with nice lighting, yeah. But it does work well. It yeah. has the attention tracking stuff. Um, if uh, you can turn off the the, it's I think it's like where the if the IR sensor catches your eyes being open and looking at the device, yeah. then it'll scan your face. You can yeah. turn it off because I know some folks uh, that's an accessibility problem for them. Yeah. So there is a control to turn that off. Yeah. Uh, it's from my testing of just like opening at weird angles it did work yeah um i assume that it's not going to be perfect right no it's some not lighting uh, at some distances yeah the, the verge uh the verge's video nilay pointed out some situations and it's mostly uh if you're holding it a little bit too far from your face and like a, when you're walking and you're holding it like front down on your hand uh, it might not 
uh, detect your face properly, or if it's like weird lighting conditions, uh, it might not be. It doesn't really use lighting in the same way because it has like an infrared sensor, which is the, it's a difference, uh, uh, different on the electromagnetic side. It's not visual light. Uh, it's using infrared, obviously. But uh, like there are detection problems in different kinds of light. Maybe sometimes if it's too close or too far, uh, you might have to adjust it a bit. To, to get it to unlock, but it's I don't think it's any more inconvenient uh, than Touch ID when your fingers are wet or like for some reason Touch ID doesn't detect your finger, which happens quite a bit uh, more often than you think it does. Uh, yeah, it's just like you just look, you just put the, you just like turn off the screen, turn it back on, and look again. Yeah, right? like yeah. It's not it's not that big of a deal. Or if you just swipe up to manually unlock the phone and you just look at it directly, like it's it's going to get better in the future, right? I I also like how too, if you have a night vision camera, you can actually see. So how it works, right, is it's just, um, I think The Verge had it in their video as well. Yeah. Just go watch the video review. Yeah, just go watch the video. It's, it's, a, good it's a really good video. Um, so how it works is, right, it, it'll shine the IR sensor on your entire face, and then if it catches your eyes open, it'll shoot out a dot projection, right? So it'll cover, it'll illuminate your face at a bunch of dots. And what it's really doing is scanning your eyes and movement in your eyes, and it's also creating a... Uh, a mathematical map of your face and then it hashes it and it compares the hashes to what's stored on the secure enclave. And I, I believe if there's an error of margin, Apple gives it right. Because they say that even if you have like beards or or glasses on, it should still work. It'll learn. It'll learn if like over time, it'll start to learn like your various facial uh, changes. Like if you, if you grow a beard or if you wear, uh, start wearing glasses or you're wearing like winter, winter, like a scarf or like a, headdress or whatever uh, hat uh it will it will start to recognize it over time but yeah there is a margin for error to account for those uh changes uh in in your visual appearance over time so yeah it is like over time i think we'll we'll figure it like this is just this device just came out so we're not going to be able to like like there's not gonna be a definitive good or bad like is it good or bad yet you can't tell because there's not just not enough People using it yet, I still mostly reviewers at this point. So over time, we'll see if this gets better, or with the next iPhone that has this, it will probably be even better. Or even too, it's uh, twins. It still does. It's still like a yeah. I mean, it, the twins it, it'll work. Yeah, like yeah. so. If you have a twin sibling, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think identical twins, right? Yeah, a face ID will be fooled by them. Yeah, it will. But that is, I mean, that is, I can't. You can't really work around that. Like that's just like a physical reality that you can't work on. It's like you know, like it's just a thing. That's that's a, uh, you just hope that your your twin is not evil, uh, hopefully. Uh, but that's that's a different thing entirely. Um, battery life, I mean, it's hard, too early to say. Like I always find it hard to believe reviewers when they talk about battery life because reviewers don't really use phones like review phones the way we most people use phones on a daily basis. Uh, they have like a bunch of apps installed. They're driving the phone really really hard. Uh, they're doing all kinds of things. Uh, it's just it's just not the same sort of use uh, scenarios uh, in most. And use. I mean, but but yeah, it's better than the iPhone eight, right? Apple's uh, slightly, that probably slightly, be slightly better, slightly yeah. better, right? Yeah. And the iPhone eight alone, like I can get sixteen hours off a of charge, nine hours of active use, right, of screen on time, and before it dies, which is really great. So I I have faith in like. Don't if you're not driving it as hard as a reviewer, which honestly most people aren't going to be, um, that this phone is going to be fine at battery life. I don't know what magic Apple is working with the uh, A11 
X Bionic, whatever weird name they gave that chip. I don't know what like magic they're working there, but it really does sit power. It it there it's, it's Apple's good Apple's uh, SOCs are ridiculously good and leave Qualcomm in the dust. And I, and I point that out every time because they really are not even a comparison. But uh, that's the battery life is gonna it's gonna be slightly marginally better. It's not gonna be extremely good because it's still like a fairly large screen. Even even with the OLED power saving, it's it's gonna be uh, significant power usage. Um, there is what else? There is the price. Um, the price remaining the biggest factor here, starting at uh, nine ninety nine. Uh, starting the at US, one thousand. Right? What is it in Canada? No, no, that's that's U.S. dollars. Uh, starting at one thousand U.S. dollars, which means it's like two thousand uh, Canadian dollars. But yeah, it's 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 an extremely div- uh, expensive starting price, even in the U.S. Uh, and is it worth it? That's well, that's dependent, right? It's dependent on if you want to be like a like a first gen Apple product user. Like this is a first gen Apple product, uh, even if it's a, it is an iPhone. It is the it's a brand new design with a with a brand new uh, face ID. You know, it's it's a brand new design and it's all it's a first gen Apple product. So if you if you don't want to experiment with a first gen Apple product, uh, get, go get the iPhone eight if you're planning on upgrading. But, iPhone eight plus has the same. The only difference, right, is uh, a feature that we that we need to talk about. Yeah, we need it's to talk. Very I was important. Get, I, yeah, I was getting very, to it. You yeah. get to it. All right, all right. It's up yeah. to say an emoji. An emoji. It's, it's, yeah, it's hot I was getting. Shit. It's yeah, hot it is, shit. If you really, really want an emoji, I mean, I don't know how much people would want this, uh, but I. If so I know a, you've been off of Twitter, but have you seen the an emoji karaoke videos? I have not, but I, I need so to watch So there's a this. whole entire meme on Twitter right now that people are making just karaoke videos of them with different Animoji characters, right? You know, it's fucking there sh- amazing. There should be a karaoke video uh, with Animoji of the, of the hit meme, uh, Man's Not Hot. Yo, let me, give me one second. Give me one second. Where is it at? Uh, all right. Uh, let me just go talk about a very, very other things. The camera, right? Uh, the camera is just extremely good. Uh, it's, just, it's it's a very it's an iPhone. It's the same, basically the same camera as the iPhone eight. So it's it's it's, it's just as very. There's a Austin man as usual uh, has his sort of uh, very in depth camera review, uh, which I recommend you link uh, read. And I'm going to be linking it in the show notes, which you can find at Two Shades of Brown and Christian. Uh, you don't need to find this right now, I don't think. So yeah, overall, oh, a great a great device. Uh, uh, but still a uh, uh, expensive first-gen Apple products, so you might want to hold off. If you, if and also, sure. um, Apple, stop using glass backs. Like uh, I, yeah, I think it's time to it say is. it. I think it's time to say it that these phones are not durable enough. No, right? No, like that. Not. This forever. I even with the metal iPhones, right? Like the backs would still bend and stuff if you drop them the wrong way. Like, yeah, you, they, they fixed the problem where you can bend it in your hands, right? Yeah. So that metal still wasn't the most durable. Right. Like, Apple, you just... I'm paying $1,000 for a phone. Yeah. It should be able to take a drop. Yeah, but please, Apple. Glasses, really, like, I, that's, that's the one thing I'm very sort of, like, meh on with this new generation of iPhone is, is the glass backs, both on the A, both on the 8 and the X. Uh, I'm not a fan. Like I had to get a case for my eight, right? Not because yeah. I wanted to, but because it kept sliding off my bed. Oof! That, yeah, that's yeah. If it keeps, yeah, that's that's not good. It, uh, like I have to keep it on like a flat table, or else it would just slide off. Yeah, it's, which is that's a problem. So I have to like, buy a silicone case for it. Like, like mm. the iPhone Seven Plus 
the material on it, I like it. Like it's it's a good material. Uh, like the metal design is not too slippery for me. The personal opinion, obviously, I don't have a case on it. Uh, I don't like putting cases on phones, which is uh, because the design of the phone is vital. Like when you're paying this much for a phone, it's you're also paying for the design of it. And putting a case on it, it feels a bit uh, like a cop out. Feels like amazing. honestly, what they should just do is just go all metal around for the next one, right? Like, yeah. maybe I don't know if they're gonna get or if they're going to go glass, do sapphire. Piece sapphire does have a, it's it's a much harder it's a much harder material, right? Yeah. So I know they use sapphire on the camera lenses right now, right? And I know yeah. the problem is that yielding sapphire at such a high rate, well, at least like a sapphire like um, yeah. material to cover the front and the back of the phones at when you when you're selling so yeah. many iPhones. Yeah, yeah. yeah but right. I feel like for the iPhone 10, they could have got away with it because of how expensive it was, right? Yeah. When you're already paying a thousand two hundred for a phone. Does it yeah. really matter if it's a thousand three hundred piece? You have to get a sapphire piece using sapphire for the, uh, yeah. for the front and the back of it. Uh, I guess, yeah. The glass thing, I don't know. It's it's not. It's not, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I don't really drop my electronics, but I'm still not a fan of it because I would be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to put a case on it just because it's slippery and I'm gonna drop it more than. A He's like, glass doesn't slip out of your hands, but it slips on materials, right? You have it on any kind of fabric, you're you're screwed. You have it on your sofa next to you. There's a chance it'll just fall onto the floor, right? And there's two points for breaking, right? Because beforehand, if it hits the the aluminum, like the aluminum might get dented and bent, as I said, right? Like that's one problem. But if if it, the glass back cr- cracks, the problem with these phones is that it's all it's all one unibody enclosure. It's not like a, it's not like a Samsung phone where you can just pay to remove the to switch out the glass back. You have to switch out the whole enclosure. So that makes like a twenty dollar glass part cost almost three hundred dollars to replace, even if you yeah, have that's, care. that's yeah, that's that's a that's a problem, and I, and I, it's it's not really a problem that needs to exist. It's just a thing that Apple thinks they should do. Uh, I, I'm, it doesn't even look that good to me. That's just personal opinion. But yeah, it's yeah, it's please Apple, just stop, stop with the glass, please, or use better glass if you're going to use glass. Uh, use stronger materials. I'm sure they know about this. Uh, they're not stupid, but uh, it's a design aesthetic choice. Yeah. That's that's the iPhone uh, 10. iPhone 10, or uh, what are we calling it? iPhone X 10? I, uh, iPhone, um, for the sake of the joke from the beginning of the show, it's the iPhone X. X, yeah. Well, we're going to call don't, it iPhone Don't X. at me. Don't at me, Apple fans. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> uh, there, you know, Apple fans are not listening to this podcast. Uh, they probably don't like us. Very much. After last week's episode, they probably oh, can't. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> we criticize Apple a lot uh, because they, they deserve to be criticized. Uh, and it's, 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 it's proper to criticize them, I think. But yeah, that's but, um, the... Uh, also, also, no, wait, portrait mode on the front, though. I want to yes. I want to say this because yeah, yeah. Um, I was messing around with it. it so um, I tried it out. So once again, this is at an Apple store, so there's no, like, it's good lighting. But even then... It was having problems with the front camera detecting edges. The back camera was fine, right? It was like portrait mode on the iPhone 7 or the iPhone 8 Plus. Like any sample folks are that, like that looks fine. But when you do it from the front, it I guess because it's a it's a smaller camera, maybe, and it's going off of and it's going off of uh, the face ID array stuff. It's it's different in terms of like catching edges and stuff. It has problems with face mapping, like we said earlier. The emoji works great. It can tell where, where there's a face or whatever. Yeah, because it's using a different detection. sensor for that. Yeah, yeah. But one thing, uh, the bump is still significant on the X. Uh, it is actually even more significant than on the eight plus, right? Or eight. Uh, the bump is in a different shape and it looks nicer, but it's still a bump. So 
just if you if you don't like that, then well, you're kind of out of luck, really. Uh, but it's I don't think it's a, as big of a deal as most people like to point out. It is a bump. It's not gonna sit flat on your table. I don't know if that's maybe that's a problem with the glass back, but yeah, that's that's the iPhone X. Uh, moving on to the next X, uh, Xbox One X. Uh, it is also a very nice looking device. Like Christian, wouldn't you agree that like, this is probably one of the nice? I just love. It's like this little black stealth box that, when you think about it, when you think about how what power it's pushing out, right? Like normally this is like what a GTI ten thirty ten twenty ten fifty, right? In order to get four K sixty and like a game like Forza. So and and the fact that it's this small compared to like a tower, right, that would be able to push that and it's as quiet as it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not using NVIDIA GPU, though. It's using like uh, Polaris, which is an AMD uh, chip. uh, It's a custom AMD chip. Uh, The specs say it's a custom CPU with eight cores. The the cores are faster. It's 2.3 gigahertz, but... Uh, it's a custom GPU with Polaris features and six teraflops. Remember when they were all going in on the teraflops and nobody knew what the fuck teraflops meant? I what still the fuck don't know. Is what, a terafl- I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't know teraflop. It doesn't really matter to most people. Actually, I, I, please I, at me. What is a teraflop? Yeah, this what is, is a teraflop? Is, please slide into my mentions explaining this because I genuinely don't know. No, I, I, don't I, know. I know it's a metric to like. I know like the concept of it, right? Yeah. Like a teraflop is some kind of metric to rate graphical performance. Yeah. But but beyond that, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's not really like it's just a spec sheet thing. Uh, it's not really. But the design wise, like it is smaller than the Xbox One X, and in comparison, to the original Xbox One, the original Xbox One is um. To put it politely, a brick. Like it is it is a brick and a half. So like uh, me and Static were talking before the show. We were like, we have no reason to upgrade to a new Xbox. Neither of us have a 4K TV. Uh neither of us really need another games console in our lives. But the original Xbox One is just so big and bulky, and there's a huge power supply, right? Like I just need any reason to get this out of my life and get something smaller just because I, it's such a big thing that takes up so much space. It's like this huge blocky VCR. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's the, the power break. Like if, if it was just the console that was big, that would be fine. But it is also the power break, which is, which is significantly heavy and quite large. Uh, so that is, yeah. This is why having the surface team make the other devices at Microsoft is a good thing. Yeah. Cause they made the Xbox one S They've yeah. made uh, the One X, obviously, yeah. and like Panos Panay, mm, good industrial design. <laughs> yeah, he, he really does. Yeah, there's a good, there's a good, there's good, good design talent at Microsoft, and I'm glad it's being put to use. Uh, and it it really is a nice looking device. But hardware aside, I think the what the, all the review, like all the reviews, uh, the previews have been saying is is it's good hardware. Like it's great hardware, great nice looking hardware. Even um, it all even has all the good features. It's the software uh, that people are concerned about. It's the long-term, like, what games are going to support uh, high-res and HDR? Um, it, what is it? like? And more, more importantly, though, like, yeah. what, what games are going to support 4K and HDR well? Because you can have, you can have a game that says, oh, we're going to support HDR, but the colors just look weird, right? Because they really didn't take the time to go through and work through all their assets to make them render properly. Or... You can have a game that says, oh, we're going to support 4K, but just upscale, right, instead of display native 4K res assets and try and get performance well. Like, so there's a there's a uh, 
what was it? Project Cars. There's an Ars Technica piece where they did a, pr- a comparison of games running on the regular Xbox One and games running the Xbox One X. And Project Cars, the performance actually went down with the uh, One X. This game was struggled to reach 30 on the One S, but the One X, before the, the patch for quote-unquote optimization, it would run at a consistent 60 at 1080p, right? Because of the new graphical performance, the power. But but since with the 4K update, it once again now struggles to get 30 frames per second. Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? you got to sacrifice fidelity for frame rate because at this sort of performance margin, uh, like these specs, uh, you got to sacrifice fidelity if you want frame rate. Like this, it's just, like, what do you, if for sacrifice fidelity, fidelity, I mean textures, I mean resolution, I mean HDR, uh, stuff like that. you got to sacrifice something to get frame. You can't have both there's not just 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 not enough like it's just not physically possible like there's just not enough power to do both 4k and 60 frames per second right even yeah. even high-end pcs struggle to do 4k and 60 frames per second so it's like you your this console is not going to do it like it's it's not happening you got to sacrifice something you got to sacrifice other textures you got to sacrifice resolution or you sacrifice frame rate what do you want like which which target are you aiming for and that's the question that people have like which games are gonna have a decent smooth 60 frames per second experience uh even not just 4k but just 60 frames per second that's the question i have uh for the console uh, so i would i would say to right like some games give you the option of performance or quality right and i would always i'd say like microsoft should have made that like a hard requirement because i feel like there's still merit so i don't have a 4k tv i'm probably not gonna buy another tv anytime soon just because outside of gaming right I I watch like the MacBook has a 4K display, right? So I watch most like TV shows and stuff on my laptop. So the X the TV only gets really used for the Xbox. And if you gave me rendering at 1080p, super sampled, I know they do that, but just give me an option to do native 1080p, but everything bumped up to 60, and like have developers try and respect that as much as possible. Like I would appreciate that. Yeah, a lot more than super yeah. sampling. Yeah, I would appreciate the 60 frames per second. I've always appreciated the, the smooth 60 is is way more important and noticeable than the fidelity. Like the fidelity, you won't actually notice when you're playing a game most of the time. Like unless it's really, really bad, like unless the textures are extremely bad uh, and there's a lot of pop-in, uh, you won't notice like a lower texture quality. Like the dynamic uh, texture stuff, uh, dynamic resolution stuff that Halo 5 did, right, or does, uh, is, is cool because it... It means that you can get the game running at 60 and still have a decent texture. And the thing is, too, that 343 will drop other objects to 30, right? So your character model, your gunplay, and things within a certain distance in front of you, right, will be 60 frames per second. But say there's an animation going off in the background. That'll run at 30 to, to ensure that... Um, what you're, yeah, what you're seeing and what you're doing is running at 60, right? So character models in the background might be running at 30 if you're not engaged in an active gunfight with them, which makes sense to me. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, right? that is you almost that, never notice that. Yeah, you'll never notice that. That is good design. Uh, that is good to game uh, engine design. And Forza I'm Seven, more, I think, does the same too. Yeah, I think a lot of games do it. Forza Horizon Two, uh, Three, rather, uh, does it. Uh, the new Assassin's Creed Origins does it on a PC. It probably does it on consoles as well. Uh, but like a lot of games are starting to adopt this uh, dynamic resolution texture thing, like which which makes it it adapts to the situation. Like you give it a target, right? Like it's like you give it a target. Say I want sixty FPS, and the game just like 
manages like the anti-aliasing, it manages the textures, it manages the pop-in, uh, it manages draw distance for you. So you don't have to like, you just set it to that target and it tries to reach that target uh, all the time by sacrificing whatever is necessary, uh, which I think is, is a good, like I want the 60 frames per second, like playing Destiny 2 at 30 frames per second. It's, it's so it's, bad. It's, it's, it's like you notice it straight away as soon as he switched to Halo Five, and I'm like, Jesus, that's that is like the Halo Five is just so much smoother uh, because of the smoother frame rate. It is noticeable. Speaking about speaking about Halo Five, I want to do a sidebar that there's a new update for it, the overtime update. I think this one's gonna be the last update three four three is putting out, besides like maybe a, a little smaller ones here and there. Last content update uh, brings one X support, brought brought over some uh, new game modes. Um, we've said it before. I say it all the time, but I'm going to say it here. Play Halo Five. It's a good game. It is a good game. Uh, I think it's it's it's, a, it's like um, the multiplayer is is great. The story, um, not so much, but, uh... but but I mean, they put enough work in Arena where like I don't think it like you at least the, the, the single player is fun to play, right? And the single the story, player is fun it, to it play. Makes but story, sense to it, an extent. It, the story is out of context to most people because a lot of the context is not in the game. Uh, a lot of yeah. the context is in third-party content. Uh, not third-party, rather external content like podcasts and like comics. And comic and, books, yeah, and uh, previous um, DLCs and, and stuff. And books so and it, stuff, yeah. It requires you have a lot of world-building going into it. But so there, there is that. I will accept that. But I just, I just want to keep saying, because a lot of people are like, I don't play shooters anymore because they don't feel fair, right? Yeah. Like Overwatch competitive sometimes doesn't feel fair. Destiny not, yeah. is a crapshoot depending Destiny, on the connection, right? Yeah. Destiny <laughs> PvP is garbage. I'm sorry to say it. I, I, like, I'm going to say it. Like, this is, this is a hot take if you want to call it a hot take. But Destiny PvP is just absolute garbage. Like any, every other game. Every other shooter on the market is better than Destiny PvP. Really, yeah. like uh, Call of Duty has loot boxes now, right? Yeah. Like Call of Duty Halo, the thing, the reason why we go on about why Halo is so great is because Halo is the game where it you the weapons are balanced well enough and the matchmaking is good enough that you never feel like you're you're put in an unfair situation, right? Like every time you you lose a life or you get killed in the game, it's like you, you can you you can like be like, oh, there is something I could have done different in that gunfight, right? Right. Yeah. The game allows you to learn from you. Like, it doesn't punish you, right? I think that's the key component here. When you have decent matchmaking uh, and decent balance, uh, what happens is, like, you learn as the, like, as you learn from your failures. Uh, you feel like you're learning instead of you feeling like you're being punished by the game for not being good at it, uh, which, which, is, which is a key difference. Uh, a lot of time in Destiny, oh, man depending on the connection problems. Oh my God. Destiny has bad spawns too. So, you know, I know we're in sidebar land, but I'm, I'm just ready to keep going through this because I need a, I just need a vent about this destiny story from yesterday. Right. So I'm playing competitive, trying to get my, my grinding, my weekly goals, you know, to get, to get those dank loot drops. And I spawned into a control match halfway through. Of course, I'm on the losing team. And you know where my spawns at? So our team had a and B. I get spawned right next to C with, two enemies standing on the spawn point and I'm just behind them. I think that life lasted me like 10 seconds before they just killed me. I got team fired, right? Like that should never happen in any no, game. No, that's like, how do you like, it doesn't even make sense to me how Bungie messes that up. Uh, because Bungie is the same people who made like Halo 3, right? Like they know how yeah. to do this. They know how to I make... I mean, those people, those people probably don't work at Bungie. Yeah, anymore, probably to not. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Some, probably... them, because, because some people stood at 343, right? When they split. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably they don't. I don't think they have this talent. 
But really, Destiny P- Destiny Two PvP is is not good. Play literally any other PvP shooter because like yeah, play play Overwatch, play Halo. Um, yeah. don't play Call of Duty because there's gross loot drop. Yeah, just don't buy that fucking game. It's trash. Yeah, just uh, don't don't give a don't give Activision your money. Like yeah, really. I mean, don't buy don't like, buy yeah, <laughs> Destiny Two. Maybe not. Maybe don't buy Destiny Two. I don't know. If you, if you already bought it, that's fine. But like you know, maybe don't consider- be me. Don't give them. Don't buy silver. Yeah, don't buy the microtransactions. Um, yeah. Uh, so sidebar aside, though, back to the Xbox One X. It's as we were saying, right? It's the software that really matters here, and I, I think, like, I think this is Microsoft's perspective on it. It's that having exclusives doesn't matter because what they're trying to do is not sell consoles. So I think that the Microsoft executive team is is doing the same strategy across the entire company, right? So instead of making Office only on Windows, right, and not on iOS or Android, they're having, they want to sell Office 365 and have people using OneDrive and Outlook as an email app, right? And using whatever bits and pieces they can to get into the Microsoft ecosystem. And sure, if you want to use it on a Windows device, it's going to run the best. You're going to have the best experience using Office. It'll probably get features first, right? But if you're using Android or using iPhone, we're going to make Microsoft Edge. We're going to make Cortana there because all we want you to, we really want you to use our services. Yes, they're, they're than, going for the services model. Uh, which really makes sense. It's what Adobe yeah. did, right? Adobe yeah. stopped selling Photoshop outright. And they want you to use a creative cloud because reoccurring subscriptions makes more money for them in the long run than trying to outright sell software licenses. And I feel like Microsoft's doing the same way with Xbox, right? Like they don't even report how many Xboxes they sell in their earnings anymore. It's how many Xbox Live active users they yep. have. Yeah, the Xbox Live numbers, the Xbox Live Gold uh, subscriptions, uh, yearly subscription. Like those are the numbers that they're looking for, right? They're not looking for the hardware sales. They're looking for those recurring uh Recurring payments, right? Recurring. Yeah, they want you using Games Pass. They want you using Xbox Live Gold. And to their credit, Xbox Live is probably the best social network for gaming, right? Like, is like we, we can, me and Sadie can talk about like how P, how the PS4's UI and the Xbox UIs are different, right? But like, is it generally agreed, especially since Nintendo just killed Miiverse, that <laughs> rest in peace, Miiverse? A lot of good art on there. I'm actually sad about that. But right, we can we can agree that. Xbox Live is the best social network though, right? In terms of like up here network level, like it has the best features. Like we almost never have any issues with it. I think the only problems we have is that there's an issue with the Xbox app where parties crash sometimes, right? Yeah, that's so a like, weird that's, like I a, think, that's on a I network think, problem. I, I don't think it's I think it just gets confused. It's weird because what happens is what well, the bug here is it's it's probably a bug or some sort of design problem. Is that when I when we play Halo 5 uh, and I create a party and Christian joins and then I switch to Forza Horizon 3 on my PC, the, the party just crashes, right? It crashes as in it says it has an error message and Christian is not in the party anymore. Uh, I think he just gets confused when he switch devices like that. I mean, it's not really a huge deal. I just recreate the party and uh, Christian can join it. It's fine. It's, yeah, that, it's, it's an edge case, really. It's kind of You can change your, your gamer tag on Xbox Live, right? Yeah, you can, yeah. Like you can even upload custom avatars now. Like it's a good, it's a good network, and I think that's that's important, right? I think that's what Microsoft cares about more than selling Xboxes. Because also, too, they had uh, Phil Spencer is interviewed in Bloomberg, and he dropped the quote saying that in three years, I think they're going to have a game streaming service out on the market. And I, I mean, like, there's not much to speculate on that, right? Because it's just like in three years, is such a long time frame. But I think like they're actively going to pursue that, right? Because think about it. What if you have an Apple TV and you can just stream Xbox games? Like they, they'll straight up tell you, right? Like this will not run as well as it does on an Xbox, but you get access to this library. And more importantly, you get original Xbox games, you get 360 games, and you get current Xbox One games, right? And you can play them all over Xbox Live. 
And plus two, they have Mixer now, right? So with Mixer, you can now stream games from mobile, right? They have uh, using some APIs in iOS 11 and Android. Yeah, stream Oreo. kit are like, yeah. uh, I think it's some replay kit, I think it was. Yeah, but... replay kit. That's it for uh, iOS. I don't know what the one's called for Android. But now you can use Mixer on, on mobile, right? Like, I think their play here is just all services, which makes sense to me, right? Like, have... Like, no, like, Microsoft is looking at this like Surface, right? Like, how many people are going to buy a Surface book? The Xbox One is the Surface book of games, right? Like, how many people are going to buy that? Not really, but the people who buy it are going to have a great time, right? Like, and it's fine. It's good hardware. Like, it's going, maybe it doesn't make sense for every use case, but if you have a 4K TV and you need, and you, like, want something like and that. And also, it also still has probably the best media center console. Um, it's It has UHD Blu-ray support. So if you have a 4K TV, you can take full advantage of it uh, using the 4K Blu-rays, right? I mean, 4K Blu-rays aren't very common and it's a very niche use case, uh, but it is still a use case that it discovers because... And uh, you have the Windows 10 App Store, right? So any UW... So I know the PS4, I think, has Plex, right? But... But with the UW, with the open app store, right? Like companies don't have to partner with Microsoft to get their software onto the Xbox, right? So if a new media player comes by, right? And it's some like it's some new thing you want to try it out. It's probably going to work on your Xbox because they probably have a Windows app for it, right? Assuming they go UWP, which is blah, maybe maybe apps will go to the Windows Store one day. Pray, I'm praying just for the security parts, right? Like uh, fingers crossed. But assuming in that future, right? Like these apps just run on the Xbox. There's a better story there. There's at least the opportunity for that to happen. Whereas on the PS4, it's so gated that you can't get in there. And plus two, indies could run through the Windows 10 app store if they wanted to, right? Or the Microsoft store now. I know that Microsoft has an indies program, but I think it's still throw games as like just regular UWP apps if you wanted to. So it's like, you're going to get the best media entertainment system experience out of out of an xbox which is important to a good number of people right because there's because think about it you, what an xbox one s you can get for 200 dollars right now and that'll use 4k blu-rays you can watch 4k movies on the one s you don't need a one x to do 4k blu-rays and the ps4 and the ps4 pro both don't do 4k blu-rays yeah they don't they really don't sony so and sony's really the really should be because they're the first to adopt blu-ray like they, they made the standard really um it's and, ridiculous yeah it's weird and sony i don't understand what sony what the fuck sony thinks and and even in two right like the at one s supports hdr in kind of a limited way but you yeah. can get some hdr out of it and it's just like for 200 dollars, you can so you know maybe maybe the xbox one s is like the best Apple tv thing. competitor right yeah really like i'm thinking about like price wise you know like it's not too different in price and you get more features for your money like it's it's like you get the games you get the media and you can just daisy chain external hard drives like you just buy a big enclosure right that like can support multiple hard drive bays as long as it goes over usb3 and just like store as much external media and games as you want on it like see this is a story right like this is the whole point it's not about games anymore and when gaming blogs look at it from that perspective i think it's so short-sighted like i recognize i recognize that you know that games are the most important things to a whole subset of people right but microsoft is just trying to make this even like more accessible right because think about it this xbox one s is going to be in three years the new xbox one s right it's going to make it smaller and they're going to make that power moves down the chain right so think about it sooner or later it'd be it'd be especially when they get rid of physical games right you can get an xbox probably the size of an apple tv that will work at the current standards of today's xbox one s right in a couple of years right 
Yeah, and it's yeah, that's like it really is like I think the one X is this real story here. The one X is like a sort of like a halo device, I guess, because it is expensive, right? Um but it's like the one S is what you should be looking at because if, if you don't have a 4K TV, it's a really good deal because it's a significant amount of features for uh for a low price, right? It's it's good. Uh, I'm glad the one S is a thing. And and that's the Xbox One X. Yeah, it's the, it's uh I guess <laughs> just just final final thoughts on the one X before we wrap up. Yeah, final thoughts. Just, um it's a good device. Yeah. Uh get it if you want games if you have, if you have a, a 4k tv yeah, you like 4K honestly because i keep the problem i want to say get it if you have a 1080p tv games will run better but there is no universal toggle and until microsoft makes that a thing right or until get a more game start adding performance quality toggles i can't recommend that right i want to because i want to get an xbox one x right like i i but it, it gives me no benefit all i get are super sampled games that i'm really not going to notice the, that much of a difference from right yeah so, I, yeah it's it's not like if there's there some sort of performance toggle like if there isn't some ps4 pro games have it like horizon zero dawn i mean it is a first party game really uh horizon zero dawn uh, has this toggle where you can switch between frame rate and fidelity. Like you can you can target it for uh, sixty frames per second on the PS4 Pro, and it runs pretty yeah. pretty damn well. Uh, it sacrifices some graphical fidelity, but if that's what we need. Like that that would be a really nice feature to have on the One X. Yeah, though it's just uh, it's it's good. Microsoft's putting out good hardware. Yeah, um, yeah. Usually when you when they have new uh, first party games, it's because I don't think they care. Right. I think they learned from Windows Phone that paying people to make software for them does jack shit. No, it doesn't do shit. <laughs> like, I mean, we could be people would be like, oh, exclusives are important in games. But I feel like every time Phil Spencer raises that, Joe Belfiore just like flies in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he just like flies in from like from a zip line <laughs> and is just like, no friend, don't pay them. It's not going to get people to come to your platform. Like Microsoft has learned that lesson about paying people. So don't I, I don't expect them to really expand on first party games that much halo gears of war forza are still going to be there but those kind of service tech demos right like i imagine whenever halo 6 comes out it's going to be a huge showcase of like what they can do with the xbox one x and it's but you know xbox good hardware and i'm going to say that uh microsoft probably still has the best strategy here in terms of the long term ps think when the ps5 comes out what happens do we like you start over and then microsoft's going to be like well all our games still work yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and with that i think we're gonna end the show uh here you can find us as always at twoshadesofbrand.com you can find me on mastodon at static safe at mastodon.zomacloud.com and christian i don't know if you still do the social media thing but um i don't know social media it's uh social media is a thing um i guess twitter this week yeah. I don't know. Maybe at me, don't uh, show us a fight on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, show we the contact email, right? Our email is two contact sh- at two shades of brown. It's on the sidebar on our website. So if you go to two shades of brown.com, you'll find it on the left. Uh, RSS links also there, obviously. Uh, Overcast, Pocketcast links are going to be there in the post now, which is, which is nice. So you can go directly to those. Uh, and uh, with that, goodbye. Goodbye. Um.